friends, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today with the help of my good friends, Don and Doug at BBS Radio um, in, in uh, out just outside of Houston. I want to thank everyone so much for their fantastic and beautiful support. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a much better and happier world. Um, t- with today's show, um, the good news is that we've just crossed the 30 million mark. Uh, we now have over a little over 30 million listeners today, and I want to thank everyone so much for listening. You know, if we all work together, we can create a better planet. And I know that the planet, everyone's waking up. We've got a fantastic show for, for you today. I'll be channeling messages from Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King and President John F. Kennedy on today's March in Washington, D.C., held by, um, organized by, uh, 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 Mr. Kennedy in uh, of the Children Health Health Defense Fund, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's done a fantastic job. There should be well over a million. I've heard there could be over a million people there today marching against the mandates in Washington D.C. So if you are on the East Coast, I'll give you out the website so you can still attend today. It should be a fantastic event, and I want to thank everyone so much for for coming out as well as in, in Australia and Canada. We'll be getting a live report on this a situation in Australia with my good friend Amanda Newhart. Um, outside of Melbourne, Australia, later today at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And then I'll be bringing on during uh, the second part of my show this morning, starting at 11 a.m. or just before 11 a.m. Pacific time, I'll be bringing in my good friend, Augie Nost and his co-producer, uh, Laurie Love, on there. They have a fantastic show in out of Tucson, Arizona, called uh, Alpha Team um, Alpha Team Broadcasting, where they talk about UFOs and time travel and benevolent extraterrestrials. So we should be a fantastic show, and I'm so glad you're you're all here today. Um, the um, the planet is ascending, and actually, this time in human history is really critical because we have three different essential cycle ascension cycles happening all at once. We have um, the main ascension ascension cycle, which is the end of the Mayan uh, Katun cycle. Um, every twenty five thousand eight hundred years, this planet in this solar system goes around the central sun of this universe, and that it it's, it starts a new ascension cycle. So that we're we're, at, we're right at the pinnacle of that now. The second cycle is a smaller cycle where every two thousand years we have a usually a great prophet and a great awakening among many people. It's no accident, for example that Jesus was here 2,000 years ago. So that's a second ascension cycle. And then we have a third ascension cycle of every 100 years, where, for example, in the 1920s, that was a, a period of great prosperity um, in many pl- places in the world. And um, that was this is also yet another time of ascension. So we have three ascension cycles all coalescing at once right now on this planet. And it's an amazing time to be alive. Myself, I've been here for 52,000 years or 720 lifetimes have been here a long time to for this through this moment in human history for the planet to ascend. And we'll be talking about that in a few minutes, but I want people to know it's a fantastic time to be alive and we have lots of beautiful things things ahead of us. My shows are supported entirely by listener contributions. And if you'd like to contribute, please go to my BBS website or go to my radio website at outofthisworld1150.com. And contribute whatever you like. We, we, we really appreciate your, your, your help and support. But before we start, I always like to play my love tuning fork. This is a 528 hertz tuning fork. This is tuned to the frequency of love. And when I hit this tuning fork with one of these Lemurian crystals from Mount Shasta, I bring it to Mount Shasta into the portals of the hollow earth. The priest from Telos bless it and Dhamma blesses it so that when I hit these two together, I get love everywhere. So I'm going to hit this now. I hope you can hear it. 
That, my friends, is the frequency of love. Second one, and also a third time here. Isn't that a great way to start today? If you'd like one of these, just go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com, and you can order order one there. Just $55 and, 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 with, with a little postage extra. Um, the um, I also have copies of my, my book there, um, uh, Messages from the Masters. It's a messages from uh, Albert Einstein, uh, President John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Nostradamus, um, Nikolai Tesla, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, um, Albert Einstein on our beautiful, bright future. Um, I also have a second book available as well called uh, Journey to the Other Side, which is a um, it's 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 a it's a how to book on how to talk to angels and benevolent uh, extraterrestrials uh, from the other side. Uh, if you'd like a copy of either book, I think they're just $20, $21 a piece, and you can order them on my website or send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, and I'd be happy, happy to, more than happy to send you one. The, uh, uh, this, uh, this Monday as well, I'll be broadcasting um, on uh, Radio Soul uh, in International um, in German and in English uh, out of Vienna, Austria. Um, and on that show, I'll be bringing on my my good friend uh, Jason um, uh, or J- uh, uh, James Armstrong out of Vancouver, Canada. He'll be um, he'll be channeling um, Adama and the people of Telos from Mount Shasta. He's a fantastic fellow. He himself was on my trip a couple of years ago to Mount Shasta, and he has uh, had his eyesight completely healed. He'd worn glasses for like twenty twenty five years, and I couldn't I couldn't believe it. He was sitting up at this, uh, at this uh, special place up in Mount Shasta where there's an entrance into the hollow earth. And so, suddenly he said, Ted, my eyes have been healed. And he, he threw away his glasses and he's got perfect vision now. Uh, that happened to me as well on the mountain. And he'll be channeling uh, messages from Madonna our, on our beautiful, bright future. So I hope you can, I hope you can all, all listen to that. All of my broadcast information is on my website at um, out of this world radio, or sorry, out of this world 1150.com. Um, uh, We've had some, um, some, some technical issues with my other website, out of this world radio.net, but they should be fixed soon. So if you, if you'd like more information about my show, just go to my um, traditional website, which is out of this world uh, 1150.com. Um, this um, later this year, I'll be going back to Sedona uh, in early May from May 9th, uh, 2nd through the 9th. In addition, I'll be going to Sestona as well in the middle of September. It's a beautiful place. Many, many different portals are there. There's there's time vortexes. Um, it's just $200 per person. Um, camping's extra, but it's an incredibly beautiful place. And if you'd like to go, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'll also be returning to Mount Shasta at the end of June, as well as um, at the end of August for a, a couple of weeks. And at Shasta is where we, we experience a lot of miracle healings. I always We always run into the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch are very interesting. They, they were created by another benevolent um, human civilization about 300,000 years ago. And they're actually a, a, a genetic mix between uh, an ancient sloth that is now extinct and bene- these benevolent humans. And um, it, they look, um, there's, there's four different species of the Sasquatch there. 
And um, the, the, the ones who look just close to us are, are called the ancient ones, and they have very fine fur all over their body. But uh, they, they are human like us, except they, they are able to travel between this dimension, the third dimension, and the fourth and fifth dimensions. And so we always see them many times there. And of course, my good friend, Plidian Avrohalosaurus, has his uh, ship station about 10 miles on top of Mount Shasta. And we always visit it with, with him as well. So if you'd like to go on a fantastic out of this world trip, just send me an email to uh, uh, out of this world 1150 at gmail.com and I'd be happy to send you, um, send you all, all the details. The, um, well, it's an amazing time to be alive, isn't it, my friends? My goodness, we've got all these essential si- ascension cycles all coalescing all at once. <laughs> so, and that's one reason I think why the negatives are putting up such a fight and putting up so many challenges, putting in our path to try to stop the ascension. I want to let people know that it's going to, um, it is going to fail. But um, I was talking to doc- Dr. Martin Luther King this week about Biden and his comment um, comments um, on 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 his uh, on his Martin Luther King Day, and I think it's worth. Uh, I'm going to share those in just a minute. But first, um, Don, what I'd love to do is to play the nine second clip. Where Joe Biden says that George Floyd was a more important day than uh, Martin Luther King's day. So I'd like to play that quick and then give Martin Luther King's uh, comments on that. Thanks so much, Don. Appreciate it. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did. Doctor uh, Doctor King was pretty upset when he when he when he saw that um, saw Mr. Biden's speech. Um, because for one thing, the whole George Floyd thing was a complete fake. Um, I was in contact with his attorney a couple of years ago when that happened. And actually, Mr. Floyd, the real Mr. Floyd, George Floyd, actually died in, in Texas, uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, a couple of years earlier. He at one time been a football player, got into some hard times, ended up living on the street and passed away in a hospital. Um, George, uh, his, I talked to his attorney, his public defender attorney. Actually, I was in contact with him, and he said this whole thing about George Floyd was a complete scam to disrupt the United States, to destabilize our beautiful country, and um, and and use it to divert our attention from more important matters. So that's what Dr. King said, and I, I believe him as well. Um, and um, he said that he was disgusted that this man Biden is the president of our great our, of our great country. Um, he's in, he is a fake president installed by another foreign power. And he should be replaced as soon as possible. The longer he said Biden stays in office, the more damage he will do to all of us. And the, and the American people need to take back our country. With that, um, the, um, we have a um, uh, John F. Kennedy had quite a bit of, to say about today's march uh, against the mandates in Washington, D.C. And if we could, I'd like to start this off with his speech on freedom and secret societies. And then I'll be adding quite a few messages after that. That's the one uh, done for five minutes on YouTube. Uh, I think it's the second one. Thanks so much, Don. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, 
There is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. and the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, Without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, 
for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Isn't that an amazing speech that was done back in 19, um, I believe, 1962, uh, so many years ago. But everything he said is still is still appropriate today and even more so. You know, the 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 media is taken over um, worldwide by a few corporate corporations and a few individuals who like to mold, who like to control the narrative for the entire planet. But this is why I think alternative media like my station and so many other programs and other light workers are so important to really inform people about the truth. I only like to broadcast the truth. I don't like to to um, give people false information. Um, but that's the beauty of of, uh, of freedom of speech, isn't it? And the beauty of our, our Constitution. Um, the um, we have a government, of course, who engages in lies and many, many lies. And um, but um, this is why today's um, freedom rally in Washington, D.C. against the mandates is so important. And if you are on the East Coast, I strongly urge you to try to join if you can. I know they have buses even going from as far as way as North Carolina to Washington, D.C. today to show the support for freedom and, and standing up against these illegal, worthless mandates that don't help anything except create a, a police state. Um, there's a lot of challenges um, going on today, but I, I want to, to give everyone the message that um, uh, President Kennedy is so proud of his nephew, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., for organizing this this protest and demonstration today. We are turning the tide, and he says, I know we will be successful. Um, if we could show this uh, mandates picture, uh, Don, we've got a couple of things I want to show now briefly. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Don. It's number, number three, um, and... Um, Thanks so much. Okay, there's defeat the mandates in Washington, D.C. today. Uh, vaccinated, unvaccinated, Democrat, Republican, independent, Americans of all races, backgrounds, religions, united, we stand in peace, we march. Isn't that beautiful? Um, there's been so much divisiveness in the country <coughs> since this scandemic started a couple of years ago. People are, are ready to come together. You know, that's our humanity. And God, and one thing that President Kennedy told me a year ago, he said, once people realize that we all have the spark of, of God or the supreme being in all of us, we will want to create a much better and happier world. And we won't want to hurt each other because we're really, if, if we are all, if we are in fact all one and we all have that God force within us, if we hurt somebody else, actually we're hurting ourselves. That was one of the most important and profound things he said. And I think we're, we're realizing that, that as well. Um, if we could also take the next, uh, the next clip, this is uh, defeat the mandates. It's, um, uh, it's their website for organizing. You can go there. They, the website is um, defeat the mandates, uh, dc.com. And there you can register for the um, uh, for for the uh, for the trip to Washington D.C. or or get um, you know get get helping in getting there. 
Um, thanks, Don. There it is there. That's the, uh, that's the website right there. And then when you click on it, you can join or donate to help them as well. And um, it should be a tremendous outpouring today. Um, and um, I want people to know we want to be free. We want free to work, free to travel, free to pray, free to speak, free to think. The mandates are not American. Um, they're not from this country, and uh, um, they're imposed by a foreign power upon us, and uh, we need to all stand up um, to, uh, to fight for freedom. But there's the, um, there's the plan, and um, the website, again, if you need more, more information, is defeatthemandatesdc.com, and all of that is there. And uh, I think it's a great effort, and I want to congratulate uh, Mr. Uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. for organizing this this uh, peace march today. It's just fantastic the work he's done, been, do, been able to do, and I admire him and his and John F. President Kennedy and Jackie Kennedy both admire him. So many angels uh, admire and respect him f- for that as well. So I want to thank him personally. Thank him so much for this fantastic um, march that he's doing today. Um, there is a funny. I, I love JP. And um, JP Sears, and there's a there's a, a video clip I sent to uh, to Don. If we could play that now, it's about six seven minutes long. It's about uh, courage or obedience, and it's about about the mandates. I'd like to play that now, if we could. Thanks, thanks so much, Don. Yeah, it's just uh, I think it's number uh, number five. There, it's uh, on YouTube. Thanks so much, Don. Sure, seems like there are a lot of rules nowadays, doesn't it? Authorities telling us who can eat where based on whether or not you're carrying your papers, kids forced to wear masks in schools, people losing their jobs because they refuse to comply with authoritarian mandates. A lot of people seem pretty eager, even happy, to comply. Does that ever just feel off to you? How far would you go to follow orders? How much would you compromise of your own free will? Would you sacrifice what you knew was right, ignore your principles, your instinct, your heart and gut? What if someone in a position of authority demanded that you do something that you knew in your heart was wrong? Something based on a lie masquerading as fact, simply because they said it was a fact. Throughout history, people just following orders have done a lot of terrible, unconsciousable things. Nazi officers sent millions of Jews to their deaths during World War II. Secret police totalitarian regimes around the world have kidnapped and tortured children. Entire populations have been imprisoned and exterminated. All by people just following orders. It's easy to say, well, I wouldn't do that. I would resist. But would you? Would you disobey a morally unjust order, even if it meant personal sacrifice? In a famous study of obedience known as the Milgram Experiment, ordinary people were willing to inflict even extreme harm on another human being, administering what they thought were electric shocks of increasing severity simply because they were told to do so by someone projecting a symbol of authority, a researcher wearing a lab coat. In the experiment, the subjects were told they were participating in an educational study and that they were to administer the shocks to a fellow participant each time an incorrect answer was given on a memory test. In reality, no one was getting shocked. It was a ruse. The other participant was also a researcher instructed to often answer incorrectly, but this was unknown to the subject. 
As the number of incorrect answers rose, so did the severity of the shocks. An astonishing 65% of subjects obeyed authority, progressing farther and farther up the electrical dial all the way to the highest level, simply because the lab coat-wearing researcher insisted on it. The experiment's designer, Stanley Milgram, a Yale psychologist, concluded, when authority was pitted against a subject's strongest moral imperatives against hurting others, and with a subject's ears ringing with the screams of the victims, authority won more often than not. The extreme willingness of people to go to almost any lengths on the command of an authority constitutes the chief finding of the study. What's all this mean for us? Well, ask yourself, who's wearing the lab coats today? And who are the subjects in this study of blind obedience? Politicians and those appointed by them go to great lengths to demand we submit to their authority, to bristle with indignation when caught in lies, and to demand we follow orders or else. In this real-world study of obedience, Mask mandates, masked children, vax mandates, and enforced segregation imposed by those in real or figurative lab coats are the new shock treatment. And they're studying us to see how far they can go and how long we'll obey. 18th century statesman Edmund Burke said, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Tyranny progresses slowly, inch by inch, edict by edict, mandate by mandate, each one chipping away at liberty and freedom until nothing of what we formerly took for granted remains. Philosopher Ramdas tells us that you can't get out of a jail you don't know you're in. It's time to see that the jail of compliance and obedience we're being led to believe is normal and just is neither. Our willingness to disobey authorities when it makes moral sense to do so, to stay true to our sense of right and wrong, is the most powerful weapon we have. Martin Luther King Jr. said, One has a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. Gandhi tells us, Civil disobedience is a sacred duty when the state becomes lawless or corrupt. It's our moral responsibility and sacred duty to disobey, and to do so now. While we may be appalled that 65% of the subjects in the Milgram experiment blindly obeyed authority, we can be encouraged that 35% did not. They exercised defiance in the name of doing what was right. But here's the best part about the experiment that you'll want to know. When a subject refused to obey and others witnessed it, the willingness of those others to continue administering the shocks plummeted from 65% to just 10%. What does this prove? Courage is contagious. When you stay true to your heart and disobey what you know is wrong, it strongly empowers others to do the same. When we exercise our courage and bravery, we can take others along with us. Or we can stand by and do nothing, and just obey. When the dust settles, which side of history do you want to be on? The side of obedience, or the side of courage? The choice is yours. Before you go, two things. One, I want to thank the amazing people at The Draw Shop for collaborating with me on this video. And number two, I want to tell you about my newest Freedom Merch design. 
Courage is contagious. This design is, of course, inspired by what I learned in the making of this video. Here's a mistake a lot of people make. You might sit there and say, like, I have courage, that's great, but I can't really make a difference, like one courageous person, but there's 8 billion other people in this world. That's where you're wrong. Because the truth is, what we learned in this video, courage is contagious. When you're acting from a place of courage, you're not just benefiting yourself, you're benefiting the world around you by inspiring other people to become courageous. And to me, that's very exciting because what it lets us know is when we're acting from a place of courage, it's like our courage has compounding interest in its growth. So this new design is intended to help spread the message that courage is in fact contagious. And grab it on my website, awakenwithjp.com. And thank you for being on Team Freedom with me. I appreciate you. So glad he did that that uh, that video. Uh, Augie, it'll be a few minutes. Um, I just need to do play a couple more things. This is my good friend Augie Nost coming to us live from beautiful Tucson, Arizona, and uh, then his co-producer Lori uh, Lori Love will join us as well in a few minutes. But uh, uh, just be just be patient, my friend. We'll, we'll let you in in just a minute here. Just got a couple more things to to bring on. Um, if we could, um, uh, Don, if we could show that. Um, that screenshot of uh, Governor Inslee and his there. No. Okay. Well, that's the Canada one. Great. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, in Canada too, people are protesting. This is the, um, the one it's, it's uh, gofundme.com uh, taking back our freedom uh, in Canada. So far they've raised $1.6 million to pay f- uh, for people to uh, demonstrate at Parliament in Canada. Truckers across Canada are going to demonstrate there and block the roads to force the tr- the corrupt. Um, uh, that's okay. That's that's fine. Thanks. Thanks so much, Don, my friend. But to to force the uh, the force the Parliament to take down the mandates in Canada. Canada has been under heavy siege. It's a police state. It's a beautiful country and beautiful people. I feel so sorry for them. But let's let's say a prayer for Canada. And I hope uh, and I know they're gonna they're gonna turn this tide back. But anyway, I wanted to tell people about that. If you like, please support them. It's a GoFundMe. It's called Taking Back Our Freedom, and they're doing a fantastic job. They just started it like seven days ago, and they're already approaching $2 million to, in funds to fight the mandates in Canada, and good for them. That's the kind of, that's, that's, that's what we need. In this state, thanks, Don, if we could show, Don, if we could show uh, number six, uh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake there. There's a, there's a number six with uh, Governor Inslee, uh, the detention camps and forced shots at the, at the point of a gun with the police. That's his new, um, there we go. Um, Governor Inslee in Washington State, if you're a former par- uh, member of the, of the Nazi party or had service in concentration camps, those are the kind of people that they want living out there to staff these concentration camps for detention camps. Once you go into these detention camps, you, you will not be released and you may die in there too. But this is, this is what's happening right now in Washington State uh, with all the pretty pictures of the flowers and anything. There are actually concentration camps for the, for people who refuse to take the jab, they will be forced into these these camps at gunpoint. This is what um, Democratic Governor Jay Inslee wants to do now, right now in Washington State. It's the greatest thing since Adolf Hitler in the 30s, and uh, it's causing a lot of alarms. And I want people to be a know, uh, aware of that. Um, and he is um, he is uh, he is considering that too. And if you don't get the jab, they'll force you into one of these concentration camps. They're actually building one already south of Seattle. Um, they have it ready for occupancy. So people should uh, should stand up and protest. We've been protesting out here against it already. But this just shows you how far they're going with it. Um, 
but I want people to, to be aware of that. And finally, if we could end with this, the video uh, about Bill Gates, um, it's called on Twitter, the great status. Um, that would be the, um, that's the, um, that's, that's the last one I sent you, Don, I think number seven. Um, that's about uh, two minutes long. And I want people to, to listen to this because they, they lied to us about this whole thing to get us into these mandates, to put us into a police state, if we play that. Thanks so much. There's been over a 20 to 1 return. If you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, Mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. The booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. The plan is for every every adult to get a booster shot. It's uh, clearly one of the best investments uh, I've ever been involved in. One of the best investments he's ever been involved in. Yeah, while we all die, he makes lots of money. His net worth has gone up, I think, um, it's close. It's well over $200 billion right now because of the pan, the scamdemic. But at any rate, my friends, I wanted to show you that, to show you how they're lying. And um, now that they're, they're, they're uh, putting the shot into little children, the, the injury rate on these little kids has climbed to something like... Um, well over uh, 3 million, uh, something like that, of kids um, getting heart attacks and strokes and dying. This is disgusting, frankly. This is, this, is, this is worse than what Adolf Hitler did in World War II. He only, I'm not belittling this, but he only, he, Hitler killed between 6 and 10 million people, including many Jews. Um, how many people have died under um, Biden's uh, uh, shot mandates? Hundreds of millions of people eventually will die because of this. And where's the outrage? This is why it's so important to speak out against this, because we are marching toward a totalitarian state, my friends. But anyway, I want to leave you that 
Um, uh, George Washington tell, told me this morning that he and the other founders of this country founded it to be a, a pinnacle of freedom for the rest of the world, not to be enslaved, not to be herded like sheep into some sort of uh, uh, farm, like farm animals on a farm, but to stand up for our rights and freedoms because we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. And this is what we need to all fight for. Anyway, with that, I'd like to bring on my good friends, uh, Augie Nost and um, um, and uh, Lori Love coming to us uh, from West Virginia and Tucson, Arizona. And um, I'm so glad both of you could be here today. Hi, Augie. Hi, Lori. Thanks so much for joining my show today. Hi, Ted. <clears throat> it's good to be here. <laughs> it's good oh, to hello. I tell you what, you know, you know how to get us fired up by showing those videos before we come on. <laughs> you know, I've been a nurse for 28 years. And back in the day, uh-huh. when I was in nursing school, you know, I had to get all of these vaccinations in order to be a nurse. Right. And if they gave me two vaccinations and a booster and then I found out they didn't work, I would never get another vaccination as long as I live. It's not a vaccination. It's mm-hmm. it's experimental and mm-hmm. something else. Right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, I'm so happy to have you okay. both on today. Um, and Augie, both of you have got fascinating careers. Um, you, I know, Larry, you've been an RN and worked in the healthcare field quite a bit, and you co-produce uh, Augie's program out in Tucson. Um, that's a, but that's kind of a long commute between the two places. But on the other hand, you know, due to technology and Zoom, you can be anywhere on the planet, you know, or off planet for that matter. And, and, yeah. um, well, uh, you know, I, I just can't help it. I, I, I don't want to leave this previous subject yet. Okay. Okay. There's something here that hardly anybody talks about. <clears throat> We see all the misery that is going on, but it, <coughs> excuse me, that is not the cause, that is not the reason for anything, that is just the symptoms. It, the reason for everything that is going on right now is a program called Agenda 21. And of course, now they're calling it Agenda 2030 because they didn't quite make it at, ni- at 2021. Sure. But that is the reason for everything that is going on. And because they want to reduce the population of Earth down to 800 million people. Now, that program started in 1992 at the Earth Population Summit in uh, uh, Rio de Janeiro in South America. I remember that. They had 177 people that got together and decided, what are we going to do with all the people when we start growing out of, you know, out of whack here? And uh, they really didn't come to a conclusion, but there were seven or eight countries, representative of countries that stayed behind. And they decided on killing them off. Mm -hmm. And then they went home and started the program. So this is something that needs to be publicized. I mean, it's just screamed off the rooftop for people that if you don't do anything, if you don't stand up to them, their program will succeed. That's right. That's right. And you're not the one that decide whether you're going to live or not. Someone else do. Right, 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 Augie. 
thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I've said this before in my show, and I'll share with, with both of you now. Then in a previous life, I grew up in Nazi Germany. I was born in 1929 in Heidelberg, Germany. I was executed by the Nazis in November 1944 for failing to obey orders. And I was shot, shot in Berlin and um, through a hole in my chest. And when I was born, um, that hole was still there. I was born with the hole. Later, is I, I had it removed. But um, but that's that's the and one of the lessons I had from that life, Augie and, and Nori, was um, was that I wasn't to trust government, wasn't to trust authority and to always ask questions. Because during my last lifetime in Nazi Germany, I trusted Hitler. I trusted the Nazis. I trusted what the government told me to do. And look what happened. Um, it, it's a long story. I, I, I remember many of the details, um, but um, that's the lesson for many people now. Uh, about trusting government, trusting big pharma. You know, Pfizer is one of those companies which has been fined billions of dollars for violating the law for criminal activities, yet we're supposed to trust them? Tell me, tell me another fairy tale. And and all these people, more people have died from the SHOT program right now than all the people in in, um, in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki in World War II from the atomic bombs. You know, what, what's the, there's, what's, the psychologists call it cog- cognitive disconnect, where people, where you're faced with, it's like going out on a freeway and playing on the freeway. And then there's, and you're telling people there's a truck coming at you. Unless you move, you're going to get, you're going to get killed. You're going to get killed. Definitely going to get killed. And the people argue with you say, no, 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 that's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take the shot. I'm going to live. Okay. Well, if you want to do it, go ahead. But um, there's, there's, it's like people have been, been brainwashed with this. And uh, at any rate, my purpose of my show is to raise consciousness and to um, help people with the ascension. And we're still going to ascend, although it's, it's going to be some rough p- patches ahead of us. But I know we're, we're, this is a lesson for all of us to take our country and our planet back, I think. You know, we have explained the problem. We know the problem. Mm-hmm. Let's concentrate on the solution. That's good. Thank you. Thank That's you. where it's at. Nori and I are doing that just about every time we get on the air mm. Mm. because that's where we need to be because when we start thinking about the problem, remember we are in the mind created universe whatever is in our mind is what we start creating in our um, re- so-called reality and we're giving it power when we think about it so we understand the challenge, fine you understand it, leave it there. We don't have to think about it anymore. Now bury ourselves in the problem-solving process. Right. And that is the mind and the heart. My, um, my Pleiadian friends, I'm in touch with the Pleiades, and my Pleiadian friends told, told me that this month is a watershed month when the world would start taking back the world and taking back their freedoms. And you know what? They were absolutely, they were absolutely right. It's happening. You know, it, mm-hmm. they told me this back in December. And there's another channel named um, Sissy Ward with Matthew Speaks. Wonderful lady. Um, her, her son was in a, a motorcycle accident, unfortunately, in 1987. He passed, but then he came back to her in 1994 and has been giving messages from the angels on the other side for the past, I don't know, almost 30 years now. And he said the same thing in his most recent message, January 1st. He comes out with the message first of every month. I urge everyone to read his messages. He said that this month would be the watershed month when things would start to turn. And it's happening. 
it's happening too. I'm having a I'm having another uh, show host on from Australia this afternoon at three o'clock, and things are happening there. You know, Australia's people are beautiful, a beautiful country, but they've run into the same problems as we have here in Canada and other countries as well. The severe severe lockdown that's gone way overboard. It's not about health anymore. I mean, anybody can, can look. It's not about health. It's about what kind of world you want to live in. Do you want to live in a fascist police state like the Nazis of the 30s? Or do you want to live in a beautiful place where people are happy and free? And I think I know most people would, would choose the latter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we... We learn from each other because right. each one of us and every one of us knows something that other people don't know. Mm-hmm. And I have learned a lot from Nori and I learned a few things from you, Ted, just by listening to your show. Mm-hmm. Nori is a double certified law of attraction coach. And I'll tell you, that's where it's at because it comes from the mind reaching into the universal consciousness and pulling things back. And mm-hmm. that's why I we are doing some really incredible things with the mastermind that we created. And uh, I would love to, for Nori to speak to this because this is something that need to be heard. Great. Great. Well, Nori, tell us a little bit about that in, in 10 words or less, if you like. <laughs> 10 words or less. <laughs> you can have more than 10 words. Go ahead. Well, you know, the thing that I love about law of attraction is even if you don't believe it, it's going to work. And the beautiful thing is even if you're just neutral about it, like, yeah, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work. If you if you apply some of the steps, some of the some of the um, what would a better word be tools be if you would apply some of the tools, you may find out that they do work. And the beautiful thing about working with law of attraction is that it always makes you feel good. It always makes you feel better. It's based of course on the law of vibration and the law of attraction and vibration work together. So everything is energy. Every single thing is energy, right? Your desk, your computer, you, the words that you say, the thoughts that you think, everything is energy. And some of the energy moves quickly and it's light and it creates amazing things. And some energy is dense and dank and heavy. And those are those are the um, the polarities between feeling good and feeling bad. You can create a lot with the light energy and you create other things not so great with the dense energy. So the beautiful thing about law of attraction is you always feel good. And a lot of people think, well, do I have to monitor my thoughts all the time? And you don't. All you have to do is monitor the way that you feel. And as soon as you notice that you're not feeling good, then if you look at where your thoughts have been, then you go, okay, if those thoughts make me feel bad. But the other thing is the thoughts that we think are what we create. So if we are always thinking about being loving, if we're always thinking about being kind, if we're always thinking about creating a better world or creating a better day or, you know, or just petting your cat and being in that vibration, then you're working with the law of attraction and you're creating the life, the livelihood, the world that you really, really want to have. I love what you're saying. That's great. Is it true, um, Nori, that birds of a feather flock together? 
It's a hundred percent true. Abraham <laughs> says that. <laughs> yeah. I, I fell into I fell into Abraham Hicks' arms, a crumpled mess, back in the eighties. Uh-huh. And you know, I have been a devout student of theirs, and I was actually in the hot seat once. It completely changed my life, Ted. It was amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. The, en- the energy of Abraham is like, ah. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, I'm sure you know about Dr. Emoto. And Absolutely. The water, you know, and he, he showed that if you send positive thoughts to a glass of water, you'll get these beautiful love and gratitude crystals. But if you if you send negative thoughts to a glass of water, you instead will get these um negative negative looking crystals too i've got like here this is this is you fool right there see that yeah and it looks it looks like a mess and it is a mess um and and one of the things he did back in 1999 in the 90s was to take a bottle of radioactive water from one of the nuclear reactors in japan and he pasted this love and gratitude crystal on a bottle of radioactive water and then wrote the words on it and within uh, 48 hours, all the radiation was gone, completely gone. Now, how difficult would that be to clean up Fukushima? How difficult would that be to clean up the nuclear waste tanks at Hanford and Eastern Washington? How long would it, how much would it cost? Maybe $2 for a magic marker to write the words on it. You know, I've been saying this yeah. for years, you know, Augie and, and Nori. Yeah. But anyway, I, that's my that opinion. That really looks like it reduced the half time of that uh, radiation from 1500 years down to 92 hours. <laughs> yeah. 92, yeah, 92 hours. Yeah, right. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that was amazing, amazing. Well, but, all, um, all, we need, all we need to do is, you know, we are, just, we are just remembering everything that we have forgotten. We are just remembering now more than ever before all of the things that they didn't want us to know, right? The books that were taken out of the Bible are the books that teach us this. So now there has to be enough of us who can go or come together. We don't even have to go there. We can come together in like-mindedness and and send love send those vibrations to fukushima right all yeah. it takes that's is right. enough of us to do it that's right absolutely i i agree my friend i, I absolutely agree yeah yeah so exciting. Well, well you you guys you guys have a program i want to tell people about your show too out in tucson and you both have some fascinating backgrounds to talk about and um, I know, Augie, you've, you've talked about time travel before, and I know that's one thing that I'm interested in. I know a lot of people are interested in from my audience. Um, you guys are welcome to talk about anything you like, but I would love to talk about a little bit about time travel, if you like. Um, have you time traveled yourself, Nori or uh, Augie? I haven't. Okay. Well, okay. Right. yes. Um, this is so controversial and so hard to believe that I really don't talk all that much about it, but I do have a small electronic device that I've had some very strange experiences with. And I think I'm one of two people that have photographic evidence of time travel. You can go to broadcastteamalpha.com, our our website. Uh, Nori and I put this one together for the radio show. And in in the picture gallery, I have two pictures next to each other showing there are differences in them but they're taken at the same time so the thing is that 
that explains not only time travel, but also separation of timelines. And if you want to learn how to do this with using the mind, you can go to this book. I explained in the last one of the last chapters, Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness. I explain what you can do with the mind doing that. But um, uh, in 2003, uh, BBC Television came over to the United States to do a TV documentary on time travel. They were interviewing Michio Kaku and Green and myself. Mm -hmm. And I demonstrated that electronic device. And uh, for those of you out there that is interested in it, you can go to BBC television and um, uh, they probably have it still up there. Okay. Fascinating. This device, did you make it yourself or did you, did no, you buy it at Walmart? Or? There was a guy over, he lived in Kansas now. He, he lived in Omaha when I was there and he made it. And uh, it's the same a device that uh, Art Bell, you know, the coast-to-coast uh, -coast AM show in a few decades ago. Oh, yeah. He had one of these, but he never turned it on because he said he didn't dare to. But um, the thing is not a toy. They were, um, he told me stories about people that have bought the machine. It's just a small device about that big that creates a plasma bubble around you which inside that bubble your mind would lead you to different places and he said there were people that were missing after they started uh, using it they never came back from wherever they went really wow yeah. okay yeah, they, yeah wow well could you could you go back to the beginning of time when the happy meal was invented or could you get to the future if you wanted to or <laughs> No, but we had a look at the Whopper. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> there was a there was a, um, a an account I read many years ago, and I think they had one of these um, one of these devices, and they flicked it on. And they were in the garage, and they covered their whole car. He and his wife in in a bubble. They were living somewhere in the mid. I think in Omaha, actually. It was it. it so I, it, it makes sense. And um, what happened is that nothing happened immediately. And they got off down the road and um, they, they drove down to a coin shop because the guy collected coins. But in the middle of driving down there, Augie and, and Nori, suddenly um, he, he remarked to the guy remarked to his wife. He said, honey, all these cars suddenly now they're like everything's like 20 or 30 years um, older. Are, did, are we in the middle of a of a an antique car show or or what? And he couldn't figure it out. So he gets to the coin shop. They buy a couple of coins. Um, he he gives some Federal Reserve notes um, from I think it was um, it was in the mid it was in the mid uh, it was in the mid eighties. Who gives him these old Federal these Federal Reserve notes? And he's he's passed he's back he's he's handed back notes from like the thirties and forties. And he said, "What's going on here?" <laughs> So they get they get back and they're driving back and suddenly they go through like a time shift and now they're back they're back in the eighties and so they traveled about probably about thirty years thirty thirty at least about thirty years or so back in time and they shifted in and out um, so I, I know that story and uh, in fact I, yeah I it was in Omaha and uh, I tell you the uh, the people that did that. 
they have several incidents like that because they went and did it again. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Are they? Are are there the ones that disappeared, Augie? Or no, no. Okay. Okay. I haven't time traveled. I've warped time a couple of times on really long drives. The last time I did it kind of scared me so much because I was on a long drive and all of a sudden the whole dashboard of my car and the navigation system was blinking on and off. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I better stop. (laughs) But I didn't do it again after that. (laughs) Right, right, right. I'm a, little, I'm a little cautious with stuff that I don't know yeah, about. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's fascinating. Uh, Augie, you got one of these machines. I remember they were costing two or three hundred dollars. I can't remember what they lost. Uh, that was twenty-five years ago when I got it. They cost about shy of uh, four hundred, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Are they still for sale now? I don't really know because I'm not in touch with the guy that made it anymore. So uh, okay. So uh, he, I, I don't think he does actually. So. Uh-huh. Interesting. But there are quite a few of them out there. So there are okay. but a lot of people. See, the thing is that it's a mind matter interface machine. Hmm. I tried it. I just sat and uh, put the time coil on. And I put the magnet against my solar plexus and I sat down. I sw- flipped it on and sat there and nothing happened. I must have tried it 50 times. Nothing happened. Until I started manipulating my brainwave pattern, I lowered them down into the bottom of the alpha range in meditation. And now things started happening. Okay. Well, what, what happened, Augie? Um, I'm sure everyone wants to know what happened. Did you? Well, did you... I, I haven't used this one for a long time, but I saw things. There are things that suddenly appeared around me. And that was back when my mindset was that government is the culprit of everything. And I was in the fight with government. And those are the things that I saw down a timeline that would have been the one I would end up in if I continued with that mindset. Mm -hmm. And of course, after that, I've changed. I am not concerned about the government anymore they are perfectly well capable of destroying themselves they don't need my help Mm -hmm. so i'm just going to leave it at that i'll stay noria and i will stay on the on the spiritual side and the more mind matter and heart path okay so that is the timeline that we've created now with good things in it what I saw in the previous timeline where I would have been if I've continued on that, that was not that good at all. There I'm were uh, bad things down the road, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it actually. Okay, okay, okay. I've, I've, um, I come from a psychic family, so it's normal for me to talk to the other side, and I also time travel too, but I don't use any machines. 
um, I usually go into a deep meditation first and cover myself with plenty of white light. Then I make two copies of my soul, if you will, and put them just outside of me. And one is right next to me, and that adds like an anchor for, for time and space. And then I send the other one either in the past, the present, or the future, um, in this or other dimensions, on this planet or other planets, in this universe or other universes. And then I, and then I visit places, and then I come back, and I merge the two together, and then merge that one back into me. And I've done that successfully um, many times. So that's that's how I do it. I don't use technology, although yeah. probably the technology would help. But you wouldn't want to, you have to. I know you have to follow these protocols exactly, because if you don't, you can end up floating around, lost in another dimension or another time space continuum. Yes, and exactly like those people that are missing, there is more than one person. And right. uh, the th- the thing about it is that it's an electronic device. If you went back to the before the time they had electricity and you ended up not taking the machine with you, how are you going to plug anything in to get back? There's, there's some a wild card in there. The universe usually have a safety valve that can be accessed in it. And that safety valve will bring you back to the present where you started. I see. But evidently for some, it didn't work. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. There, there is a, there's a crystal out in the Atlantic left over from the Atlantean civilization. And that crystal was used by the Atlanteans to destroy the planet back about 12,500 years ago. It's still there by the way. Mm -hmm. And I've been told, um, I want to run this by both you and Nori, see what your, get your opinions on this. That every once in a while, the sunlight from our sun will hit that crystal, and it'll cause to get activated, and it'll send out a ray. And if a plane, for example, is flying overhead or a boat's on the surface, and that ray hits that object, it'll send that object into another time-space dimension, and that'll disappear as well. There's been stories of U-boats, German U-boats, disappearing from the 1940s during World War II from that same event, and ships and planes as well. And they're never seen again. Or if they are, they come in briefly and then they fly out again. So they're continually stuck in this other other dimension. I know there's stuff on the bottom of the ocean there. Because uh, back in 1975, four actually, Uh when I was in Indiana teaching flying there, I um, got to befriend an uh, airline captain that used to fly for Allegheny Airlines at the time. And he flew charter flights down into the Caribbean from anywhere in the U.S. And he said, there's a place down there when you fly over at night and there is no clouds. The moon is not out. It's totally dark. He says, I can see lights in the water. And there's a string between the the bigger globs of light. Mm. So he was always wondering what was down there. And I started talking to him about Atlantis and he went and researched and he says, maybe there's something there. He knows exactly where it was, though he actually never really told me. He uh, said it's deep in the Caribbean. Hmm. That does not coincide with the Bermuda Triangle. Sure. But there is something down there that he saw. There were lights in the water. 
Mm -hmm. So there's, we don't know, but there could be something down there, alien of some type that has been okay. there for a very long time. Right, right, right. Fascinating, fascinating. Wow, wow. Well, I think um, uh, these are fascinating subjects. I want to get back to Nori, and um, people ask me, what can we, what can we do to, to turn things around and make this planet a better place? So, Nori and Augie, what you're saying, basically, and I agree with you, is that you think of better times. You think of the kind of world that you want to create, a loving and peaceful planet. Where people are getting along and there's no conflict. And all of these mandates are gone. Um, and th that'll help bring in the energy to create that. Is, is that right? Kind of like creative visualization, in a Absolutely. way? Absolutely. And um, I come at it from from a physical perspective with mm -hmm. people right now. Um, first, first, before we can evoke a change in the world, we have to evoke a change in ourselves. you mm -hmm. know? And if our life needs healing, if our body needs healing, if our ancestry, right. Or, or the Akashic records needs healing, right. We need to tend to those things first um, and then, then you can gr get with like-minded people and expand, you know, your, um, your healing. I think we are all capable of healing. Right. I healing, agree. healing is just an energy. So when you go inward and you heal yourself first, you master how to use the energy and it comes to each of us in a unique way. Mm -hmm. And then you can use what you've learned in your own personal mastery mm -hmm. and apply that to bigger concepts. Now, should you not go to a meditation tomorrow and, and envision Fukushima? No, you should. You absolutely should. But the majority of our focus should be on healing ourselves first and then going outward. And what, what did Mahatma Gandhi said, say? He said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Exactly. So work on yourself first and then use that, uh, that, that as a way to make the rest of the world a better place. That, that's beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, how did you, how did you guys get into what you're doing now? I'm, I'm every everyone has an interesting story, and I'm always always like to hear that. How did you get into doing this kind of work, Nori? God, um, I don't know. <laughs> I um, I moved to Virginia Beach when I was 18, and I started hanging around the Edgar Casey Foundation, the Association cool. for uh -huh. Research and, Adven and Enlightenment. That's a great place. Yeah, and I, I began opening to my gifts, although I never felt like I got a clear reading on what my gifts were. You know, oh. all my friends were really clear on their path, and I'm like, where's my gift? Where's my gift? So I ended up having a really vast um, education and um, realized I was a healer. And then I was an in-the-closet healer when I went to work in Western medicine. And I, I was a reluctant healer. So I went to the burn and the trauma ICU where we used to say if the pieces were living, you know, we could put them back together. And amid the electrical interference and working around very steeped in Western medicine people, you know, I stomped my foot and I said, God, you show me, you show me here that I'm a healer and then I'll be a healer. And of course, you know, as God and the universe has a way, it, you know, I was shown, I mean, brought me to my knees that I was a healer and I came out of the closet then. 
And then I just naturally gravitated, you know, to become a Reiki master and to do hypnotherapy and, um, you know, law of attraction, life coaching. They were just, they were just intuitive pulls. And I would look at this, you know, conglomeration of things, you know, tools um, that I had. And I'm like, how am I going to put this together? And, you know, it all just seemed to come together. Mm -hmm. You know, when you let go of the oars, right, Mm -hmm. and trust that you're going to float in the direction of what's best for you, it all came together. And I was doing a live um, um, Facebook on probably on a weight loss immersion I was going to be giving and Augie popped on and he said something and I said something back to him and we ended up becoming friends and and then there was a new there was a new um a new stream for us that came together was broadcast team alpha which brought me reluctantly again you know into ufology and into some other arenas Mm -hmm. that I wasn't so willing to look at, but I'm very glad that I looked at, you know, now retrospectively. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Albert Einstein says, he says, um, I talked to him quite a bit. He said that uh, there's no such thing as coincidence and God doesn't play with dice and we live in a deterministic universe. So things happen for a reason. Absolutely. Well, I'm so uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys connected because we likely wouldn't be talking today if you did. <laughs> <We wouldn't. laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, well, I know. Actually, yeah, go ahead. Actually, overlap pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more nuts and bolts than she is. She is more in the spiritual arena, and I am still got one foot in the physical. Uh, really hardly. I mean, well planted. So. We kind of overlap pretty good, actually. That, that's that's what I see uh, probably more than anything, and that works. We say well. the same thing. We just use vastly different language. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's fun. Oh. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing time, you know. And we all agreed to come here to be here at this time, Thank and you. even the people that are exiting, right? And wow, I mean, in the past the past, what, couple of weeks, some really big players have exited. Oren and Deben, right? Um, the, the creator of Oren and Deben, who channeled Oren and Deben. Um, Betty White, mm-hmm. um, Titch Not Han. I don't know if I said that right. Taking, so, they'd all taken the shots, too. Did they take the shots? Yeah, most of them did. There's, there's a new report, actually, that came out... Um, there's, there's like been about four or five different reports. The earliest one came out a couple of months ago, one from England. Um, there's been a couple more reports coming out. There's one that just, just was emailed me this morning that the, the states, red states that voted for Trump during the last election were targeted by Pfizer and the other companies. So that like a Kentucky, Kentucky, which voted for Trump has a death rate that's like, um, I think it's 10, eight to 10 times higher than California from the shots. And the allegations are that these companies uh, intentionally sent sent their most poisonous batches of the so of these shots to the red states to eliminate conservative voters in favor of of uh, saving the the blue states. Um, um, and and uh, there's actually there's been quite a bit of evidence coming out to that effect. So this this Biden administration and their their corporate partners are targeting uh, conservatives in the United States with uh, death from the shots. 
that's what I got. And we could have a whole program on that, but we that's could. what I'm getting. I mean, we could, we could. Yeah. And you know, I was, I was talking to my sister who is not into any of this stuff that I am. Um, but we were talking about the vaccines and she intuitively will not get it and her family won't get it. And, right. and she said, you know, do you think there's two vaccines? And I said, there could be, there's one that's going to intentionally make you sick. One, you're going to have the luck of the draw. Maybe you won't get sick, but if you get two that don't make you sick, you better watch that booster. Right. Right. And I'm sorry. I'm seeing the trend. You know, I'm not making this up. We're, we're looking at the trend for those of us who have eyes to see. Yeah. There, there are hackers who broke into the Pfizer and Moderna data company databases last week. And they've released their confidential information on uh, on the web. And I think the website is called How Bad Is My Batch? Yes. Something like that. And you can tell by the numbers on the, on the shot file whether you're going to get, whether it's a saline solution and you'll be okay, whether you're going to get cancer within two years, whether you're going to get Guillain-Barr disease and disabled for the rest of your life, when you're gonna, whether you're going to die, stroke out within six months. And they're all, it's like, it's um, very efficient and they can tell you what you're going to die of. And it's all planned by the companies. And if, why, why are these companies being allowed to do this to the American people and the world? I don't understand it. Why aren't they all in jail? I understand it. This is a criminal enterprise, my friends. They need to be in jail. They what? They need to be in jail, but just like, you know, us amassing enough people to work on Fukushima, we need, we need to join together in outrage. We need right. to say no to what's happening. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah and there has to be enough of us to make an impact. Right. Well, that's it's yeah. coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming, and that's what's happening today in, in Washington, D.C. as well. I contacted the uh, governor's office in Kentucky last month, and I'm sending them some studies on that so they can see firsthand what it's doing to the people in their state. And actually, uh, FEMA, which is Biden's corrupt government, under Biden's corrupt government, they, they had a tornado there recently, one of the towns in Kentucky, and a whole town, several towns were wiped out. But the FEMA people came, before they would give anybody even water or blankets, they forced them to take the shot first. That's disgusting. That's illegal, too. It's not, mm-hmm. not right. That, that is just, I can't even tell you what that does to me. Yeah, right. Right. And when we think about the when we think about the deeper reasons, we can understand why they're doing this. There may be people within the system of distributing all this misery. They don't agree. They really didn't want to, but they were pressured to participate. Or some of them took the bribe money. There is quadrillions of dollars that has been spent on this program. Right. So they took the money, just like the president of Madagascar came out and he said that there were three people that came to him. They all wore suits. One of them was from the International Monetary Fund and two of them uh, from the one from uh, the Gates Foundation. They came to him and he said that they wanted him to guarantee that he would make people wear masks and take the shot and be locked down. And in return, he was going to get an enormous amount of money. And he says, I can't do it. So he refused. And then he came out and told about this. So and, they bribed everybody to do it. Didn't, wasn't he one of the president, five African presidents who was murdered? 
by uh, Big Tom? I don't know about him. There were five on the continent. Yeah, five that, of them. Uh, that murdered. was done away with that did not right. want to participate. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 I, I, I would like to deal some hope because I'm a hope dealer. Yeah. Okay, um, that'd be great. <laughs> if if you're listening to this, if you're watching this and you did get the vaccine, you did get the whatever we call it, um, and you're not feeling well or you're noticing changes in your body, the same way that we were talking about what we can impact with Fukushima, we can impact that with our body. And the first thing that I would ask you to do is just begin to believe that you can change anything that was put in your body and don't be afraid. Right. First, you have to eliminate the fear. And then whether it's through prayer or meditation or ha working with a healer. Right. Sometimes. Well, not sometimes. Most of the time healers, a healer can hold space for you. The healer doesn't heal you. The healer holds space for you. Right. Holds the holds the fear so you can relax and then you can tap in to your divine connection and receive the healing. So if you've gotten the, the thing and you, you don't you're feeling like it's impacting you, please know that that it doesn't have to impact you, that you can make a change. Okay. Let's take it one Thank step you. further also. Good, good point, Nori. Thank you. Yeah, let's take it even one step further. <clears throat> you know, be in your mind, you can create absolutely anything on the benefit for your body. Sure. Let's have some help. Uh, we do on Sundays, we do a mastermind session where we deal with these kinds of things. With healing, we've done some incredible things with healing for people. And uh, join us, and you can be part of that. You can have also the benefits of that. So send us an email, and we will get you some information. And uh, then you will uh, be sent a link so you can come and sit back and watch and observe and then participate, and you'll get the benefit of it also. Good. So send the email to the mastermind connection at gmail.com okay the mastermind connection at gmail.com and um, this is something that um, we have people coming from every corner of the world if there were corners of the world they would be <laughs> from there <laughs> uh -huh. great so I, I would like to speak a minute to what that looks like, because people may think, ooh, the mastermind, master, what are we doing? You know, are you taking over our mind? And you should rightfully so be thinking, you should question everything. Um, but what it looks like on Sunday is a group of unbelievably loving souls, because mm -hmm. if you're thinking about it, think how loving and amazing that you are. Well, there's people like that that come together. Mm -hmm. And I begin by taking us through a progressive relaxation. And then I begin by taking us through a guided imagery, right, to beautiful places. And then Augie comes in and and um, takes us even further, right? But intermingled in all of that beautiful scenery and traveling and light and, and flowers and scents um, are the things that we want to intend, right? Healing for the population, um, a weather pattern that was dangerous, right? Um, it's all mixed in there and during this beautiful, relaxing 
I mean, the worst that could happen is you come out of it feeling like you had an hour massage. That's the worst that could happen, mm -hmm. right? Nice. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank that's you. great. That's great. Just, just a little example on the healing part of what we're doing. Uh, about, I think it's probably close to a month ago now. One of the participants in the mastermind session, uh, his wife was in the hospital in a really bad way with COVID. Yeah. And uh, he told us about that. So we wrapped our mastermind around her. And in, in there, I kind of blurted out saying that, you know, she will be home tomorrow. By tomorrow, she'll be home and she'll be well. And afterwards, I thought, God, you know, that was a stupid thing to say, because that's a lot to expect coming from <laughs> being that bad in the hospital. That evening, the guy called me and he said, my wife is home. Mm -hmm. The doctor said that she recovered so fast. There was no reason to keep her anymore. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's great. I, um, I wanted to share this with you. Every year I go to Mount Chasta. And it's a beautiful place. We, we, we stay close to where there's portals going into the hollow earth. And um, you have to be, I can't guarantee this will happen to everybody who goes there because you have to be in a positive frame of mind and be open to it. But I've seen miracle healings happen in my own eyes. People have healed of Lyme disease they've had for 20 years. Yes. Uh, my eyesight was restored from 20, uh, 2050 vision in, in one eye down to 2010 in crystal clear in both eyes. One um, night when I was there, and I've seen uh, four or five people with their eyesight restored there. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, back about three years ago, they gave me a new heart. Nice. Said that I've been working a lot, hadn't taken any breaks, and my heart was wearing out. And they asked me if I wanted a new heart. I said, sure, as long as it comes with a warranty, you know, um, and money back guarantee. And um, I didn't ask that. But anyway, they gave me a new heart, and I feel great. So. Uh, I've seen all kinds of miracles happen there. But the interesting thing is, is I talked to Adama, who was the high priest of Telos, underneath Mount Shasta, who did the healing, um, or actually facilitated the healing. And he said, I didn't do what you did. You, I helped you tie into God, and that God power helped you heal. And you can do the same thing with, with the shots, too. You can tie into that God power and heal yourself. There's a remedy sheet that I have that I send to people for free. If people want to just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com and you say this prayer and you count down from 10 to 1 and then you snap your fingers and you say from the god within me if you're a man or from the goddess within me if you if you're a woman i command prime creator and i command prime creation to heal me from the shedding and or the shot and i am now completely healed and i feel great i know it to be true and snap your fingers and i've seen spontaneous healing occur with people that's from the hollow earth and the, the interior of the earth. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Can I get a copy of that? I'll, I'll send you my email. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Just I love it. that. Yeah. I'd be happy to send it no, to good... remedies to uh, recommended by doctors, medical doctors on just simple stuff you can make. You can make your own hydrochloroquine if you want to. That's easy to do. You take like three grapefruits and three limes and you take the, 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 the shell off, not the, you don't use the meat, but you use just the shell. And preferably, it's better to use organic fruit if you can, because you don't want to make it with something that's full of pesticides and horrible stuff. But then you just, you boil it for about two or three hours with plenty of water. 
and then you let it cool down. You add a zinc tablet to block the spag protein, and you add sugar or honey to it, and it tastes like a like a tea. Mm. And it's um, sounds and wonderful. Does help, and it's easy to do. It's cheap, you know. Wonderful. Yeah, you mentioned organic. Here's a pearl for you. Okay. You go to the grocery store and you go into the organic section. Just because it is in the organic section doesn't make necessarily it right. organic. Mm-hmm. Look on the little sticker. Okay. The, if the first, they've got numbers on it. Mm-hmm. If the first number starts with a nine, it is organic. Really? Anything mm-hmm. else, if it's three or four, it's got pesticides on it. Wow. Oh, Anything interesting. Else, okay. All right. Nine to be organic. Okay. What if, it's, what if it's made in China from concentration camps um, and they say it's organic? Would you trust the label? Uh, it is, well, that's a good question. I, I don't know. The oranges <laughs> I buy, they're not made in China. So I, I feel okay for so far. Yeah, there, there, are, there are stories. There are, there are reports now of produce coming from China that's labeled as organic when it's not organic. Oh. Okay. They label it, you know, what do they care, you know? And, and, and you know, I tend to bring it back inward. Um, I go inward. When I go to the grocery store and I pick up a piece of fruit, I just, I go inward. I'm like, or I ask my guides, is this really organic? Right. And I know whether I'm going to buy it or not then. Right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the ones that look too fabulous are the ones that I steer away from. Right, right, right. They're too orange and they're too yellow and they're too green. And it's like, mm, yeah, yeah. it doesn't look natural. A couple of years ago, I used to like to go up to Vancouver, Canada. When the borders were open, they've been closed now for the last couple of years. But when, before, when they were open, I used to go to Vancouver. And, and they, they have supermarkets downtown Vancouver that, that are completely organic. And so you walk in and every single product is certified to be organic. Anything mm. you buy is certified organic. And I thought, what a wonderful marketing concept. And I know there's places like that here in the States, but it was a, it was a supermarket chain. I forget the name, but they had, they had them there. And I thought that was really good. Yeah. Love that. Love, love, love that. Yeah, it takes good. the guesswork out of it. You know, you don't have to look at the labels as closely. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Nori was talking about <clears throat> the law of attraction and how, effective it is including the healing part of it it always helps to make things work a little better if we understand why it works Mm -hmm. i know here i am with the nuts and bolts again but if we understand why we can also accept more why it should work for us Mm -hmm. and that's why I can make this statement, and that is that we live, yes, quantum mechanics is totally agreeing with me on this, and we live in a mind-created universe. We are in a holographically generated, self-aware universe. Interesting. And if that's the case, it's created in our mind, and I'm pointing at the heart too, because that's where feeling come in, and we created in our mind using a language not one of words but one of a spiritual language i'm calling it spiritual because it's outside of the physical and that is a language of intention vivid colorful pictures gratitude 
And the really important one is the feeling of already having what you would want to happen. That ball of <clears throat> conceptual creation in your mind goes out into the quantum, <clears throat> reaches around for a match in vibration <clears throat> when it finds it. And you may be the one that have already created it and placed it there. And it finds it again and start bringing it back into the physical. Mm -hmm. And this is what quantum mechanics is talking about when everything is connected. We are connected to the physical, but we are also connected to things outside of the physical that we have already placed into the quantum field. Mm -hmm. We are still connected to that so we can start bringing that picture back. Mm -hmm. And being created in the physical it's got to go through a little bit of a creation process which could turn into a little wild card on the time mm -hmm. but it will come back and things start create there are people that are coming in to be able to help you things could just start falling out of trees on your path that's what mm -hmm. i'm one of my favorite expressions mm -hmm. that is what we do when we do the mastermind and remember the definition of a mastermind is when two or more minds are united in harmony, they create a third mind mm -hmm. that has the potential mind power of the two or more multiplied by each other. Interesting. Okay. When two or more people get together, create that mind power. It is not just a thought anymore. Now it's an energy. Mm -hmm. That energy can reach into the quantum Find a match and bring it back. And that is what we're doing. And mm. I don't know if that explains a lot, but it, ex it made sense to me. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. Um, uh, Nori, I'm sure you have something to add to that. I do. So um, I bring it back to love. Um, mm -hmm. and, and while Augie was talking, I was thinking about when I did work in the burn and the trauma ICU and the two cases that proved to me that I had the ability to help people heal. It was two patients who came in from car accidents and they had one of the strangest injuries that even the most seasoned trauma surgeons had not seen in their career. So it was highly unusual that we had two of them at the same time. And I ended up having those patients every time I, during my three shifts when I worked. Mm -hmm. And I was remembering back to when I knew that they were going to heal completely. And I would be directed, right? I would get direction, put your hands here, close your eyes. And then I would just close my eyes and I would be overwhelmed with the feeling of love, just overwhelmed more than earthly love, spiritual love, the love of God. It was so powerful that I would be brought to tears and then I would get goosebumps and then I knew that it was done. And both of those patients, they were in the hospital for months, you know, six months, maybe even longer. They, they were able to walk out of the hospital. They had 99.9% .9 mortality rates, but it was that feeling of love. So if the, if the quantum, you know, the quantum mechanics de definition makes you go, yeah, I can't connect to that. All you have to do 
is find that feeling of love within yourself and connect to it for the intention of healing or help somebody else heal. And you've done the same thing that Augie said. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Professor Einstein um, says that the, the, the love is the most powerful and important force in the universe. Yes. And, and, and if he had to do, do things all over again, he would have created a bomb of love rather than a bomb of destruction yes. that destroys that everything is. humanity. And um, he felt like he was used as a pawn during World War II. Um, and he would have never done that again if he, if he had a choice. Yes. So, and I, he, I, he agrees with you. He's telling me he does agree with you. I love that. <laughs> Thank and, you. Well, actually, if you, if you look at it, that's what Dr. Emoto was talking about too, with his crystals, power of love and gratitude, certainly. I mean, they're all they're all saying the same thing, a little different. But, I mean, but saying basically the, the same thing. So, um, I just can't help it. I got to show you this. Okay, the, go ahead. The last chapter in in this book, right, reads that. Let the you know, beautiful, most beautiful, powerful yeah. force in the universe do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that explains how quantum mechanics can make that the love that Nori talked about is so powerful and it is so simple which we understand that give into it and allow allow for it to happen Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I forgot to mention was the love part that is that's the most important thing I think uh, I have read somewhere you can talk to uh, Albert Einstein about this Ted and uh, as far as I understand at the tail end of an interview he said uh, uh, I have studied the universe more than most people, and I found that it is made from the vibration of love. That makes total sense, my friend. Yeah, yeah that makes total sense. And you know, um, what my guides tell me from the other side, um, uh, Augie and, and Nori, is that everything has a has a lesson in it. And perhaps the lesson for us now during this scamdemic is that we all need to come into our power. We all need to take our country, our world back, and we all need to have the freedom we need. And we also need to recognize the important force of power of love for not only for not only creating a better society, but for healing as well. Yeah. Because um, I think when this is all said and done and this um, and and all, you know, that we get we get our, our country back and our world back, the medical system that was set up by the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds back in the 20s is going to completely fall apart. Because many of those doctors, unfortunately, those doctors and other nurses and healthcare professionals who have taken the shot, they're not going to make it. And people who will be left will be interested in alternative means of healing people, truly healing people and not just taking their money and giving them worthless cures with lots of big pharma drugs. They'll be gone too. So I, I do see a positive benefit through that. Yes. So mm-hmm. I do see that happening. Yeah. There is one thing I want to mention more, and that is that Nori is a healer. Mm-hmm. And that is not just a mental or a spiritual healer, but, we, you know, she also does something there. Nori, you got to mention this because uh, this is important for people to know about the Center for Radiant Wellbeing that you have put together where people can come and participate in activities that will also help them physically to attach and gain the the rest of the universe's healing. I, I'm losing my words here. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the center for the center for radiant well being looks like 
it looks like um, um, a health and wellness center because there's lots of classes that, that we offer. Um, we have one class that's called um, Pres- Presence Stretch, and that's where we do a really beautiful, gentle stretch, but we intentionally become present with each muscle group that we are focusing on. And then at the end of that class, it's on Monday morning, we create our intention for the week. So it's kind of mainstream exercise mixed with a lot of alternative therapies and healing. Um, But also from there, I offer uh, attuning people to Reiki and some other um, immersions that I offer during the year. So thank you for that, Augie. Is that that at your home in West Virginia? You have that? I'm traveling right now, and I ended up here um, for the winter, and I love it because I'm tucked inside these mountains, and it feels really safe and warm and, well, maybe not warm all the time, but... Yeah, no. So I'm I'm um I'm mobile. I think I'm headed west in the near future. Are you are you down close to Augie in Arizona now or No, no, no. I'm still in West Virginia. Oh, you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And the thing also that you work with uh, the weight loss program is phenomenal. I see the results on that. So uh, and also you got something for people in wheelchairs. They can exercise too. I have a chair class. Yeah, a chair exercise class. Well, here's the thing. You know, when people become a certain age and if they've had a life event that they've gotten sick and they were in bed for a long time or they hurt their back and they were in bed for a long time, it's really hard to get back and to get back to where you were. And I'm seeing people who are not that far out of their 50s who can't get themselves back up off the floor. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be. So yeah. all of the people that come to the center, you know, there's there's movements that I do. We get down on the floor and we, we practice getting up until you are so confident that you can get up and not only get up, but you can run up a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a that's that's a soapbox for me. You know, yeah. I want everybody to have healthy hips. We're not gonna be the people who the old ladies who get broken hips and go to the hospital and die that's not in our timeline Mm -hmm. you know and and i use intention during our workouts we'll be doing some shoulder workout and i'll say healthy shoulders for life healthy hips for life so we build in our intention while we're doing what looks like mainstream exercise Mm -hmm. and the good thing it's on the computer so you could be in stuttgart germany and participate that's right that's right nobody sees you except me so you can come in your pajamas or whatever else. and yeah. 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 Well, I wanted to tell you, a little more than a year ago, I was at Mount Shasta, and I was directed by my angels and guides to put together a, a spiritual healing center. I love that. And so uh, I've been looking for a place, and I got a couple of ideas. Um, but um, perhaps you, you both would like to join uh, once it comes together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love to have you guys as part of that. That would be so much fun. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd want it to be in a place where there's freedom, um, where there's freedom and um, a big plus if the weather is good, you know, but we can, we can talk about that off air, but I have, I have some ideas, but uh, yeah. And I'm allergic to snow. So I I just, But you grew up in Norway, right? And Norway. Yeah, that's why I'm allergic. Oh, right. So you. 
That's what he's allergic. I don't know. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, my skin breaks. When it gets cold, my skin breaks. I have a little bump. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's called goosebumps. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Augie, don't mind me asking, and Laurie, what, uh, Augie, where did you grow up in Norway? I know a little bit uh, about Norway. About halfway up the country, and uh, it's in a place called Stainchard. It's, uh, yeah, it's right. I grew up about two stone throws from a fjord that comes in from the ocean. I see. I see. Yeah. We had a farm there. It must have been beautiful there. Oh, it was beautiful. And uh, about Norway, I would say it's a wonderful place to be from. Great place to visit. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of friends in Norway, and I'm I'm part Swedish, so I have friends in Sweden. So um, I know a little bit. I've been there before. It's a beautiful place. Um, Part part Swedish, tall and svensk, Part of I'm part Swedish. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right. Um, that's great. Well, um, um, I'm I'm looking for. Do you? Uh, let me ask you this now. If you time travel, um, and and people ask me this now, is what do you see for the happening this year? This is always fun. You go ahead, Augie, and then I'll follow with Norway. So. Okay. Well, I am not worried about the future whatsoever okay two reasons for that i uh i live in a part of the country that is safe and i also nori and i and the mastermind group have created a timeline where there is some wonderful things in it nice now there are some rocks in the road but we don't really care about those rocks so much. We step over them. They're not going to affect us much. We are going into a future that has good things in it. Okay. There are other timelines where other people with a negative mindset may be in a different timeline where they will incur other things that may not be as possible, you know, as positive. And besides that, I've seen some things in the future that is good. This country will be brought back. And uh, <laughs> I have been going out on a limb here and predicted by the time July 4th, the Independence Day come around, this will be a different country than we see today. Great. Wonderful. I know timelines can change. That's the thing because of people's free will. And But, but there are main patterns. Nostradamus has said but the time... It's like an inverse. It's like a river flowing with all these different tributaries, but it's inverse. So there's a, there's a main timeline, and there's all these little tributaries where people could make different decisions. But there is a there is a there is a main timeline, and I think you're correct. I look at Biden being forced out or arrested within two months from office. Everybody knows he's he's fake, and he's the finest that Chinese money could buy. Um, but you know, I'm not impressed. Um, that's good. That's good, Ted. I'm going to hold you to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And then for my dear friends in Canada, I'm looking at Trudeau being replaced by May, June, a little bit longer for him. Um, and then on my dear friends in Australia and New Zealand, I look at their governments, their federal governments being replaced as well, about the same time frame in the next um, three to four months, five months mm-hmm. Because if you look at totalitarian regimes, fascist uh, regimes around the world, they never last for a long time um, because people eventually stand up. Even in the old Soviet Union, it took them 70 years, but eventually they did stand up and they wanted freedom too, like everybody else does in the world. 
So um, it, it, it is coming, you know, it is coming. And um, um, we're going to be all right. We're going to we're going to be all right. And um, um, we've got about 10 minutes left, my friends. And um, if you were if you were approached on the street, first first you, Augie, and then then Nori and somebody said, well, I saw you on Ted's show and I was wondering how, what what can I do to make this world a better place? I'm just one person. What would you say to that individual? Well, that used to be my question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say <clears throat> I, I couldn't say just one thing. I, I got to say several things. First of all, turn the TV off. Okay. Secondarily, know what you want. Mm-hmm. Then focus on it. And live in that picture of what you want to have happened with emotion and love and vivid, colorful images. That is the way I would create the future that I want to live in. Mm -hmm. And then reach outside of yourself and help other people. Because you are not the only one in this universe. You need and you want other people to join you on that path into the future. Mm -hmm. I don't know, probably more I should have said, but I'm gonna leave that to Nori. She's better than me at this. Okay, that's that's really good advice. Thank you, thank you for for saying that because people do ask me, and I always I always love to ask people that. Um, by the way, um, if you're able to time travel and you're able to get next week's lotto numbers, give me a call. Um, okay, just let me know, and and I appreciate. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'll give you a call later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Nori, what would what would you tell people if they wanted to? Uh... I would tell them to <coughs> take all of those things that not your gut up that are judgments or are blocks to kindness and compassion and love and let them melt. Just let them melt away. Even if in becoming kind and loving, compassionate, somebody hurts your feelings, it's still the better road. As you become open to flowing love and kindness and compassion that's going to ripple out and eventually it's going to ripple out to other people and it's going to come back to you. And before we know it, so many people are rippling it out that it goes around the world and we're living in a community, a global community where wild animals come to your house and sit down in the living room with you and you can communicate with them tele telepathically That's and angels are not yeah. rare things that get sighted. These yeah. things, these things become part of our everyday life just that's, by doing that that's what they do in telos really? they have animals no. they've got animals living in telos underneath the of uh, mount shasta and and he mm -hmm. talks to them telepathically and on board my um my admiral's uh, the Floridian admiral uh, halosaurus's ship it's a huge mothership they've got a zoo in there where you can actually telepathically talk to the animals and you can ride, ride giraffes and elephants and all kinds of things and they will talk to you and there's not that, you know, yes. um, which is, which is great. So that is already possible. Um, one of the, one of the books I started last year, I haven't finished yet was 
um, what, what kind of world would we like to create in the future? And I based it upon how the Telosians and the Pleiadians lived. See, the Pleiadians have been through this. They, went, they had a civil war 52,000 years ago where a lot of people were killed um, as a result of, of nuclear explosions and, and whatnot. That's why, that's why they know and how they know how to clean up radiation is from that experience. And, and um, so, they, but they, they, they don't want us to go through those hard times like they did. And so they're trying to help, they're helping us as much as they can without interfering with our free will with, with the Ascension, so, which is really, really nice of them. So they're here. They've been beaming a lot of high energy uh, vibrations to the planet uh, for the last, my goodness, I think the last three years they've been doing that. And it has, it is having an effect now, I think, helping with, with our Ascension. So Absolutely. Yeah. Now, remember that, you know, <clears throat> everything starts in the mind. In this mind-created universe, the strongest emotion and feeling that creates around it is love. I've I've been sitting here looking at it. Look at Nori, her T-shirt. It says love on it. Right, it does, doesn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And another thing that most higher consciousness for people will come through meditation. They really should learn how to Meditate. On broadcastemalpha.com, we have some classes, and um, that is for the members uh, of um, Mastermind Connection. And the classes there you can go look at uh, under um, broadcastemalpha.com, go into classes, and you see which kind of classes are there. It's just the same as in this book. I teach people how to use their mind in ways that they normally would think would be impossible. Right, right. Well. So, um, and I guess you have had a look at that book, haven't you, Ted? I have. It's a fascinating book, and I urge people to read it. I, I love it. Was, it was a great book, yeah. <laughs> it's a great book, and I love the time travel um, yeah. section as well. Um, and you're spot on. I did discover the fellow about 15 years ago, and I almost bought one of his machines. Um, but um, I'll try to find one. We'll talk about off-air. I, I do yeah, remember yeah. You know, things about him and um, – it, was there any warranty sold with the machine so that if you end up in 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 sixteenth century France, um, is a guaranteed like a medivac thing you can you can get yourself transported back to this time frame? Maybe not, but um, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Good intention there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. So, um, but um, but that's it. That's a good question, and I've been told by by the galactics uh, and my angels that when you go back in time, you can make minor alterations, alterations, but you can't make major changes. Let's say you go back in time and you met your parents and, um, you know, you, you could alter something so that you're, you're not in existence anymore. <laughs> and that could be a little problem <laughs> trying to get back. Well, <laughs> the thing about going back to the past is that, yes, you can actually change the past. In fact, there are uh, quantum, there are scientific experiments now that prove this is possible. Okay. okay. And uh, if we had more time, I could explain that because it's really convincing. You can go back in time and change the past. But when you do change that past, you change into a different timelines. Right. You can't change what you have here. Right. But you end up with a different timeline. Right. And when you go up that timeline, you may end up with different things in it. 
Right, right. We, we've got about two minutes left, Augie, but I'll just leave you with this thought. If you can tra- travel, you can go back to the casino um, and change your bet, and then... <laughs> 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 but yeah. anyway, it, it's fun to it's fun to think about. I I want to thank you both so much for coming on today. You're, you're so good to have you both. So much love, and it's it's called www.broadcastteamalpha.com. Is that is that right? Okay, Correct. good, good, good. I'll be coming. Um, I'll be coming back on at three o'clock today with Amanda Newerth from Australia, Melbourne. She'll be giving us an update. What's been going down down there? She's a very spiritual person, a psychic as well. Great lady. I've been on her show in Australia and New Zealand many times. And I want to thank you both, especially for coming on today. You're beautiful spiritual beings and light workers helping to make this planet a, a much better and happier place. Out of this world, radio is a listener-supported nonprofit program, and if you'd like to contribute. Anything is, is appreciated, just go to my uh, BBS website or my radio website, out of this world, uh, um, 1150.com, and, and feel free to contribute whatever you like. And with that, I hope you both have a beautiful and happy day. Let's, let's talk off air in a few minutes. And thank you again so much, everyone, for listening. I know if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. And if you are on the East Coast, be sure to participate in the March for Freedom in Washington, D.C., today, sponsored by... Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. President Kennedy and the First Lady Jackie are still our President and First Lady on the other side in the spiritual world, and they are helping us guide us toward a beautiful, bright future. And he, he's never been—he's never stopped being our our President, and he still is today. Yep. Thank you again so much for listening, everyone, and thank you so much, Augie and Nori, for coming on my show today. It was a fun time; really enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay. Live okay. long and prosper. <laughs> okay. All right, my friends. Bye bye. Bye bye. Serious.